0: What's up, dum dums? Welcome back to one oh three point seven the groove. I'm here with Mr. Stinky Butthole. How you doing, Mr. Stinky Butthole?
1: That's stinky in a butthole. I mean living the best life.
0: That's right, that's right. We always wipe our buttholes with our bare thumbs. Welcome back to the podcast, <laughs> Milk and Screams. My name is Kyle. What an intro.
1: Um What's your name? I think I'm I think I'm Jacob.
0: Okay, good that hasn't changed since last time. I actually haven't seen you since we last posted a podcast. Nope. The we've, only time we see each other is when we sit down. Yeah, we've so. both been
1: just so busy. I mean, I mean, there's just been so much so much is going on. Oh my gosh. I
0: oh my I God. I I hear the sarcasm in your voice, <laughs> but I've been
1: You've been busy. I have not been.
0: A, a lot has happened this year, which is why we haven't posted in a while. Cause like, And then once things kind of settled down for me, they ran back up. And once they finally settled down, I mean, that was probably a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago. So we really haven't just yeah. thought about making the podcast a priority in a while. But here we are.
1: Oh, thank goodness we're back. It's
0: April now. It is April. I, we posted January 23rd <laughs> was the last time we posted. And yeah. I think a couple episodes before that, we talked about New Year's stuff. And I remember you saying something like, about the podcast and I hope we get like I want to I want to make that uh like I want to pour more into that and then we get like two episodes and then a whole lot of stuff happened. Yeah. Most specifically in my life, but we've both been kind of going through oh, it. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean like it, it, I don't blame either of us for <laughs> for not posting. Um but I, I definitely remember saying that a lot of stuff that I have uh made goals in my in my year, like my resolutions have taken the forefront more than the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm not saying it's never going. It's not. I'm saying nothing. Saying it's going away. But I'm saying,
0: right. Well, how have those things been outside of the podcast? Because I know I remember when we did that episode. You talked about uh, working out and losing weight was part of the resolution process. Whoa. And so far, I mean, up to this date, we've been going six days a week, most weeks. Sometimes we'll uh, miss a day or something like that. But yeah. we've been going. At least three days a week, every week. Most of the time, we get all six days in.
1: Yeah, I, i've I've been I've been consistent at least with working out. The diet has not been the easiest thing to to control, but I will say that I'm eating moderately better. We food. did just
0: have burgers and hash browns for lunch. <laughs> it was a double burger, but that but, doesn't matter. Okay, it's protein.
1: This is my excuse for eating unhealthily in my home. Your it, reason,
0: your re- not an excuse. That's true. Reason. To re- me, it's re- an excuse. To you, it's a reason. <laughs>
1: I have choices with my with my food in the house if it's cheap and easy or healthy i'm not gonna like go out of my way and like spend extra money on like making unhealthy food, but if right. it's like in the house already and cheap i'm gonna make it like you know what i mean no like that's where, fair. where whereas I used to go and like okay i'm gonna get fried chicken and then put mozzarella sticks on it and i have to get all this stuff like i I used to go Mm -hmm. out of my way and then like I'll well if i have ice cream i have to make it a Sunday, so i have to get this this and this and this and this
0: oh yeah of course so you can't just have normal ice cream no you have to have (laughs) extravagant ice cream so
1: you know and i've i've done the most that i can to like cut out all of that stuff which has been successful also since I had those health issues in December, I really haven't been reliant on any soda, but specifically Coke Zero, which was a huge thing. It still has not entered the house at all. Yeah, which has um, been
0: surprising because like, whenever if I went grocery shopping and he needed something, normally the thing he told me to get was like, get some like, I don't know, like olive oil and like get a 24 count of uh, the Coke Zero. And that 24 count would be gone in a week. And least. I don't drink soda. It's <laughs> that he drinks all of them in the um, week.
1: I mean, I, obviously, I have, I have consumed Coke Zero since, but I mean, in right. very, very moderate uh, amounts. And when I absolutely need caffeine, that's what I go to because it's zero calories. But even still, compared to what I was doing before, which was it, having a contest for myself to <laughs> see how much I could possibly <laughs> consume in a week, now I'm like, okay, once maybe every three days, I'll have a glass of Coke Zero right. with a meal. I mean, that's considerably better. So I've done well there. Um, I've had some creative time to myself to kind of try and come up with ideas. I've done a lot of postulating, a lot of like idea brainstorming. Mm -hmm. Haven't done that much action. So that's why I want to focus on this next quarter, which I've kind of already written down Like what I did this quarter of the year. That's true.
0: I guess we're through the first quarter now. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Um, what I did this quarter of the year what I want to do the next quarter made some goals for myself there as well
0: you know watching uh watching Drew Gooden has made me just want to like hop in front of a camera and talk about something for like 15 minutes yeah
1: dude uh, because
0: like because I feel like if I was ever going to be a content creator YouTube or something my the thing I would be best at is ranting about something for a, for a while and doing commentary videos because that's just kind of what I do when I talk to people about things. And then if I just made it funny and edited things together, that,
1: that's kind of what we do here.
0: It's basically what it is. So if I like, if I was like solo and I condensed it down and found like hyper specific to- topics to talk about, I feel like of all content creation, that'd be what I would be best at. Right. I like playing video games, but I don't know if I could do that as a job yeah like like i i I mean i'm sure i could but i don't think i'd be as good at that Mm. as i would be or i could just do what jake paul does and just like be an idiot yeah and then get a bunch of other people to be idiots with me and then scam a bunch of people out of their money to try and tell them how to be an idiot but then not really tell them how to be an idiot and just give them a bunch of vague advice
1: but see your name's not jake that's the thing all Mm. the jakes are really popular that's why I'm not popular. My name is Jacob.
0: That's true. That You know, I think about that sometimes, uh, like, if ever I were to be in that space or just famous in general. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure all these people that are famous have thought this about themselves, that their name, their first and last, their real name doesn't sound good. Like, yeah. it doesn't sound like a popular ring. person's name. Like, I'm sure when Jake Paul and Logan Paul were growing up, they didn't they didn't think Jake Paul sounds like a famous name. I mean, but now it's just kind of like, how could it not sound famous? Almost,
1: you know. The, the names that I thought of, because this is a, a conversation I have with myself when I was a kid. Like, dude, you can't be famous as Jacob Smith. Like, I looked up Jacob Michael Smith like on Google to mm-hmm. see like if any famous people pop up. There was like one child actor who has that name who was like in one movie, and there's like I think there is a, a actually, funnily enough, a Christian uh a country singer mm. who has that name. Um, didn't sell any records or like whatever. But the two names that I was like, these names are like made for famous people Michelle Pfeiffer (laughs) and Bruce Willis. I think Bruce Willis is the perfect famous Mm. person name. I think
0: thinking about thinking about like on what I just said, I think any name that is two first names is good. That's for a famous person, like Jake Paul, Logan Paul, yeah, Michael Jordan or Michael Jackson, yeah. or Bruce Willis. I think anything that both names are a first name, you're probably set.
1: Now, if, you, if you're if you a female, I think the most out there your name is, you have a better chance of being famous. In my opinion, hmm. Rihanna, Beyonce, Charlize Theron, um, You know, Angelina Jolie, like, Gwyneth Paltrow. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, like, like all those names are, there are obviously exceptions to the rule in both cases. Angelina um, Jolie
0: has always sounded like a ninja name to me. I don't know why, but anytime I hear or say Angelina Jolie, I think of ninjas. Like, and I don't know why. Have She's you not a ninja. never met
1: anyone else named Charlize. No. No. Now, these names may be fabricated. Like, I know, like, Madonna's not her first Right? Yeah. Name. Yeah. Some of them um, have, like, stage names. Beyonce you know. is definitely. Uh,
0: yeah. Her whole. It's her, just Beyonce Knowles. Yeah. But she wouldn't. Ne- like, Beyonce Knowles sounds weird. But I only say that because I've only ever known her as Beyonce. <laughs> right. If she'd been known as Beyonce oh, then, Knowles this whole time. And the one name thing. Yeah. The
1: one name thing is, like, a ticket. Like,
0: there. Yeah. I mean, there is certainly a, a bunch of. uh Cele- men celebrity that do the one name thing yeah. but it's definitely more of a female thing like yeah. but like i honestly to this day don't know how drake got away with just being drake because that's such a common name like right. there are plenty of people that are named drake but he got away with just being drake and then getting super popular and no one asked like what's his last name I mean, you
1: know what's so funny i mean i, I this is pretty obvious but like anyone who changes their name to a stage name, their actual name is always so goofy. Mm -hmm. And there's a good reason. Like his name is like Aubrey (laughs) something. Like, like, I mean, it's not a terrible name, but like Mm. no one would know him as Aubrey. And I think Um, like
0: even people that have like fairly standard names, like like Will Ferrell, for instance, his first name is not Will. That's his middle name. His first name is like John or something or like Joseph. Like both his first and middle name are really kind of, bland and boring names like to go from like john and be like use your middle name will That's so much more eccentric like like,
1: that would be like me calling myself michael smith right
0: like why like why not just be john farrell this whole time or whatever his first name is i don't remember remember. i'm gonna go find out real quick but like why not just you like you know what who what manager or what brain decided that like the middle name needed use
1: right you know um dolly parton is another example Mm. um demi lovato Selena Gomez. I've met a few Selinas. Yeah, his
0: name is John William Farrell. It was John. So, like, why not just be John Farrell? Are there other John Farrells? He, his
1: dad might be John Farrell. It's kind of like Doug Douglas Black thing, you know? Like, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, did he go Dude, by Douglas Will Black his is, whole his whole life? Or Douglas was he always Black John? is such
1: a perfect name for being famous.
0: Douglas Black is a good name. I think if your last name is also a color, you're saying.
1: True! <laughs> true! Like
0: CeeLo Green or, like... <laughs> john and hank green or yeah. like black is a good one
1: black is a good one um there's an a, a, a rapper, betty white or a rapper named trippy red yeah um i don't know a single person with the last name yellow <laughs>
0: i don't think anyone will ever have that last name <laughs> that's, my, that's gonna be my stage name what, what, what,
1: what's, my, what's my stage name that has the end with yellow i mean yeller is kind of like you know yeah that'd be my gamer tag if i ever like your hair is or.
0: also very yellow
1: yeah um not Johnny Yellow.
0: <laughs> Johnny Two Shoes Yellow. <laughs> um. Well, all, that also depends on what your profession is that requires a stage name. Are you a singer? Are you an actor? Are you uh, a stand-up comedian? That's true. Are you? Uh, maybe it doesn't matter, but in my brain,
1: that, it kind yeah. of matters a little bit. I don't know. Maybe I'm just Yeller. because I mean Yeller is like a. You a can color. just be Yeller. That'd be cool. That'd be that'd be sick. If I was like famous and I was my, my stage name, like if I was like a DJ and like I can cut out the eat like at the weekend, <laughs> like the weekend does, yeah, you'd be um, the
0: guy that people are like, "What's his actual name?" And then someone said, "I kind of just always thought his name was Yeller." <laughs> <laughs> you think his mom and dad birthed him and christened him Yeller. Yeller? Yeah, he probably cried when he came out of the weekend. They were like, "Ah, he is loud." Put it, write it down, write it down, <laughs>
1: write it down. Um. That's good. So, recently, you did a a obstacle race. I did. You were on uh, that show Wipeout.
0: <laughs> no, I wish. I would totally do that. <laughs> I would absolutely do a Wipeout and I would crush it.
1: I feel like they would look at you when you were like audition to be on the show or however they do it. And they'd be like, You're too good. You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> they always pick people who are buffoons. Or like no, they pick people they're like because well, 'cause they're more entertaining. Like you don't want someone fly through the course unless you're watching Ninja Warrior. Like they did
0: a little interview and none of them none of them are like, uh, I, I work out this many times or like I'm a physical trainer. Most of them are like I'm a second grade uh, teacher, and uh, or I they- think I played soccer when I was five. I don't remember. <laughs>
1: oh, no, that must have been baseball. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, if you, if they ever are, like, w- wellness people or, like, fitness people, they're always, like, the kooky ones. Like, yeah. they, they have, like, super long hair. They're like, I I uh, lead a yoga class. And they only <laughs> ever show
0: them on the air be- When they fail on like the second obstacle (laughs) because they hype themselves up as like, I'm fit. I really think I could do this. And you're like, yes, fit yoga person, CrossFit trainer. You could probably do this. (laughs) Ha ha. He lost on obstacle one. You know
1: how like Wipeout, I don't know what channel it used to be on, but like those versions of those shows now are all like completely free to watch. Like it's the most basic form of entertainment like at this point. And it's like you can literally like turn on your TV have like a cable connection, like halfway plugged in, and wipe out beyond. Yeah,
0: like it, it, there's literally no, or if you change the channel, ridiculousness is probably, <laughs> <laughs> probably. Oh, um, man. but yeah, I did. It's called a, I mean, there are a bunch of different corporations that do these races. Like, there's another one happening in Pensacola in like a month. Oh, really? It's not this race, it's some other corporation doing it, but this one's called a Savage Race. Um, and so I did it with a bunch of uh my friends from the BCM bunch of us got together and we signed up for it in like december and then we've been quote-unquote training since then like we've been getting together and like on mondays we'd run a mile intervals on wednesdays we do stadiums and fridays we would just run for like three or four miles straight and at sometimes we would do like some some workout stuff that wasn't just running and endurance because it was was, there were 28 obstacles and it was seven miles Mm -hmm. so you know endurance for the seven miles and then a lot of the obstacles um, we like very grip strength and upper body and like hold yourself up or pull yourself up on things. And it was a lot of fun and we were just setting out to do it as a group. I think if I had just gone like by myself and just did it as fast as I could and like done the seven miles and all the obstacles and just blew through the obstacle and moved on, it probably would have taken me like, I don't know, like I think I could do it sub two hours, probably somewhere between an hour yeah. and a half and two hours cause it's seven miles right. and then the obstacles, which again, they're not like super long obstacles. So like if you went by yourself and did it the first try, some of those obstacles would be like fifteen seconds. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh hang on a rope, climb over a fence, hang on another rope when you're done. Um but we were just doing we just set out to do it as a group. So like if if I got to an obstacle or a couple of us would get to an obstacle, we would just wait for the rest of the group and then we do the obstacle and some people wouldn't get the obstacle the first time around so they would want to try again because they want to actually do the obstacle so you know we're just cheering them on and just yeah. stand there and then once everyone was ready to go we'd start running again to whatever the next, next obstacle was so the race took us a while but it was so much fun and uh, I was still sore the next day I didn't really expect to be because after the race was done like I could I felt the fact that I'd just done a race but I didn't feel like sore my muscles didn't feel like they had been overexerted it was like one thirty when we were done, and I just kind of felt like it had been a long day, yeah like that was the kind of tired I was. I wasn't like like i couldn't it wasn't like I couldn't lift things or like walking was a chore it was just kind of it kind of felt like it was ten p m and I had had a long day, and I just wanted to lay down, but it was one thirty so i didn't like i didn't feel that hurt, but then the next day, which was yesterday, I woke up and I went to sit up and i couldn't because my core was really sore yeah and then my shoulders felt it a little bit and then i didn't realize my chest was sore until today we got back from the gym a couple hours ago and i couldn't do what i normally do and so my so i'm a little sore all over but it was so much fun and i want to do another one i might even just sign up for the thing that's going on in pensacola but it's on like it's the day before a friend's wedding and then i'd have to come mm-hmm. back here yeah i don't feel like doing that the day before yeah so i probably say. won't but it was a lot of fun. I'd always wanted to do something like that cuz I'd never we did that 5k however many years ago, yep. but I've never gotten to do like a quote-unquote mud run. That's what I always knew them I that's what I always heard them called back home cuz I think the corporation of mud run is a thing and so they put on things around our town. Yeah. So I I'd, I'd always wanted to do something like an obstacle course long race. I'd always wanted to do one.
1: Yeah, so um For some reason, when I was a kid, oh by the way, was the Savage Race did it donate to a charity?
0: I don't know. I don't think Mm, so.
1: Really, normally the local ones or like the ones that are like from a corporation, they always like donate to like a big charity. So back when I was a kid, um, like early teens or whatever, like I was like fourteen maybe. Um, my parents became obsessed with Tough Mudder, which was one of the big uh, races that came out around that time. I don't know how old those those corporations are or those businesses are. Mm. Um they have to be like started in the 2000s, but they really hit their peak like early 2010s cuz these viral videos would go out of people like climbing a warped wall and like having their friends help them out. Right. They had huge promotional videos. Like they they put a lot in advertising on the internet. And my mom and dad were like we really want to try this. They got some friends from their church and did it. Um but then they had t- tough mutter I think has a like subsidiary corporation that does literal smaller ones called mud runs. Right. Um, I think the the tough mudders are 10 miles, but the, the, yeah. the, the mud run I think was like five miles or maybe seven miles. And my mom had, was signed up for this mud run with my dad, but by happenstance she had um, surgery on her neck like a couple weeks before the race. So she couldn't do any of the obstacles. She was really wanting to do it, but she couldn't do it. So I took her place instead and did it for her. Um, I don't think I was technically allowed because um, (laughs) I was under the age of 18. I think they have some kind of rules. There was no like electrocution or anything like that, but it was still a really heavy, big race. Right. Um, I don't remember if I saw any other kids there, but anyways, they had some, you know, crazy obstacles and a bunch of mud. Like, I mean, like you waded through mud. You did like this polar plunge thing and you uh, climbed up the the wall. And there was uh, the, the coolest thing I think is seeing people slip up the wall, like, you know, and like have people up there already ready to help them pull up and yeah. like, that. like that's 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 really the camaraderie of it all is really yeah, really Yeah that's cool. why we
0: like doing it as a group because we even had a warped wall um obstacle it had ropes on it because it was a really high warped wall. So yeah. you'd climb up there and then uh some of us guys got up there and then some of the girls as long as they could get close enough to the top of the rope we'd pull them up and then get to the back half. So that that was a lot of fun. like we got to a really high wall to climb and so we either I, I finished it and then I went back in front and anyone that couldn't make it, I like, you know, I squatted and boosted them up and, you know, pushed them over. Yeah. And, Cause they just want to, they just want to feel like they did the obstacle. Like obviously they needed help, but it's better than walking around if you can manage it. Yeah. So the camaraderie of it is so much fun.
1: Yeah. um And so we, we finished the race and I'm all covered in mud. And for some reason, as a kid, if like anything that was on me, and I I still kind of have this weird sensory thing if anything's on my hands, I get like really weird posture and I turn into a T-Rex. And like, like, there's this picture of me and my dad. My dad looks really winded and like, you know, he's like finished the race. I mean, I think it took him a little longer than me to finish. I I mean, I was a kid. I was just bringing up the, there were the end of the last obstacle was this, was this huge mud mountain, this mound that was like I mean, must have been like fifty feet tall. We had to climb up the mound and then like slide down the, the mud. So like you're get you're all gross. My dad was really winded after climbing up, you know, fifty feet right. and walking, walking down. And my mom was there to take a picture of us and I'm sitting there, like literally like I, I look like I have like my arms are all covered in mud. So I'm like I'm like this and I'm smiling, my dad has out like he doesn't even care. He's supposed to take a picture and get like get out of his clothes. It's an infamous picture of me li- just <laughs> looking so stupid. Um, and later on, you know, like they both did like two Tough mutter competitions. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not competitions. They're, they're, they're just racist, But um, they like traveled to like Jacksonville where they have these huge arenas. They, yeah. they, they did like the electric shock part of it where like you, there's like a fan of, like 20 feet. There's like dangling wires yeah. that you have to run through and they're, they're randomly, you know, um not like night, they randomly get charged and they shock you as you run through it. Um they're like bear crawling on the barbed wire. Like my dad's already been through boot camp. Like this is like boot camp <laughs> two Like this is kind of like, you know, and for him I'm assuming they invited some other military guys that went with them. You know, this right. is kind of like a, you know, refresher, not a refresher, but you know, a, a reminder of
0: mm. nostalgia It's basically this is nostalgia run.
1: Yeah.
0: Um C- guys remember when we got shocked in boot camp <laughs> remember when they just decided
1: that we were too weak and
0: they electrocuted us
1: let's do that again <laughs> um but yeah it was that that was like my only real real experience with it i've never really desired to do another one again i want
0: to do another so bad
1: i mean maybe I, maybe if i had like a really good group that would that would do it with me um i would do it um but um what was i gonna say shoot um, the cool thing about Tough Mudder is that it's got this really good branding. So most people who, if, cause they had, they give you like a headband at the end, if you, if you mm. complete it and if you complete a certain amount of time, they give you trophies and stuff like that. And so most times if you have it in your office, people are like, Oh, you did, you did Tough Mudder? Like, that's really cool. Like, yeah. You know,
0: yeah. We all got, uh, we all got the shirt and we all got a medal when you finish, that's cool. which is just kind of on my desk right now.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's a, it's a good, uh, like completion, like task, you know? Yeah um i've heard the spartan races are really hard yeah um, i've always
0: wanted I like i just i just want to do another one of these things because like especially the timing of this because it's, it's in april and now the semester is about over it kind of gave you something to work towards the entirety of the semester mm-hmm. like the whole time you're training for something and like you're just trying to get in shape so that you can do the race because you don't want to get there and like have so many obstacles that you can't complete because you were ill prepared when you could have been prepared and like so it just kind of motivated you to get in better shape than you were. Yeah. Like I remember when we first started training again, like I've been in good shape for a while, but I haven't focused on running in a long time. Mm. And so when we first started training, I remember I the first time I ran two miles, I did it in decent time, but I was dying afterward and I could barely walk. I could like, you know, I could taste, it wasn't actually blood in my mouth, but you know that taste of yeah. like, what that feels like after you've just completely exhausted yourself, it was literally after running two miles straight. And so now like I'm way past that now. So like, I feel, I feel more in shape. and I want to do another one of these things. And the pictures got posted up and I just look super bomb and it's great. Really? Yeah, I haven't seen great. any pictures yet. Um, I'll have to show them to you later, but there was, there was one of the obstacles it was called lumberjack lane. And so you, you just, you took this huge two by four, which was, and it was like, you know it was two by four and it was probably uh four feet long five feet long and um you 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 walked it you walked with it for a decent while and then you had to take it through like three different obstacles and once you got once you put the log back down, you kept going and like for obstacles later like when we had long since passed. Put the wood down. There were some people that just were carrying the wood the rest of the race. Wow. And they would go and throw it at the end of the obstacle, go to the start of the obstacle, do it, pick it up, and run to the next obstacle. I was like, man, you are a trooper better than I am.
1: <laughs> so, I, you saying that you're know, working towards, uh you know, throughout the semester made me think, oh, it would be really cool to do one in a December because I've been working so hard all year on my right. fitness and stuff like that, like to see how I would do like at the end of the year. Right. And so I'm looking at Savage Race right now. They have one I think in November. Oh jeez, this is so hard to locations. Oh uh, okay. um, I, anyways, I'm not gonna look at this later, but yeah, I just cool. I just
0: really want to do another one of these. It's just it was just so much fun. Yeah. Especially with a full group like we had, but even if I went with like one or two people right. and we were just doing it Again, in the same vein of doing it together and waiting at the end of the obstacle for everyone to finish before we move on, it was just so much fun.
1: Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, that was um Kyle's big race. I'm glad you enjoyed it, buddy. Um, yeah,
0: I want to know. I want to do, do one right now. Really? Like, I want to stop doing this <laughs> and I want to just go find an obstacle course I want to do it. Wow. I'm just in a mood.
1: That's good. I mean, I'm glad you. I'm glad you enjoyed it.
0: I think the best part about it too is when you get to an obstacle especially kind of in the middle of the race. And you're like, whew, I don't know if like, like you feel kind of tired, and you're like, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this obstacle. And you finish it, like you do the obstacle and it kind of didn't even feel that hard. Looking at it, it looked really hard and you did it and you are like, wait, I can't do that. And then you got to the next obstacle and you thought the same thing. You were like, Lord, this one looks difficult. And then you finish it and you're like, I think I'm better than I thought I was. Mm. It's just such a big, like, like it like it really motivates you to keep going because each obstacle looks so daunting. And then the completion of it just makes you want to go even further. Like there were some obstacles that kind of like, obviously none of them were going to be as hard as like something you see on American Ninja Warrior, but there was one where um, it had just, it, it had bars that were hanging and like, like smaller bars that jutted out of it. And so you had, it was, it was like you were doing monkey bars, but you were holding these rings and it was one where like you hung onto the ring and then you had to, pull your ring off your back hand and take that ring to the next bar and hook it on. Mm-hmm. And then before you could swing forward, you had to take your ring off of the back and swing forward. So like huh. you were moving your monkey bar basically by holding these rings. And that's something I've seen on American Ninja Warrior before. And it's difficult, but it's doable and it was really fun.
1: Okay. Now I'm going to talk about Ninja Warrior. So we watched that show religiously as a kid too, as a kid, as kids, like, you know, with my with my dad, somehow it always just came on the TV. Yeah. Which is interesting to watch. Um, and one time we went to like, I think we went to Tennessee and they had like this big old jungle gym, uh, place, like trampoline park. Right. They had this section where they had ninja warrior esque things. Mm. So like they had like the salmon ladder there and they had uh, the warped wall and they had a couple other, you know, things that you could do. I was, I think, I think I hit the point where I crested over like 200 pounds at this point um and i wasn't you know very healthy i was but i was still an adult so i could like do some of the stuff but right. like anything with grip strength i was like nope no, nope, no way i can do it my mom <laughs> my mom tried to do the warp wall in like it was winter time so we were there in tennessee in winter time and it was like snowing outside and everything she had like th- like um boots on that were like up to her calf <laughs> and she was like i want to try the warp wall and she ran up the warp wall and like rolled her ankle really bad, needed cast and yep. uh not maybe not a cast, but she had to wear a brace and walk on crutches the rest of the trip. Yeah. Um there's <laughs> like what the heck?
0: There I've always I've never actually gotten to go to like a gym or trampoline park that has like some of that Ninja Warrior stuff. Mm-hmm. But I always loved that show. Yep. I always watched it and there it'd always be like the first two obstacles I would see. And I'd be like, those are pretty easy. Like like it would start with the one where it's just like platform on your right platform on your left you know yeah. jump 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 obstacle over and then some other one like you would hold on to a bar and it would slide down and as long as you just jumped off at the end the obstacle is over like i could do that yeah and then every time they do the salmon ladder i'm like yeah no i can't do that
1: i think i saw gavin gavin conley do the salmon ladder somewhere like i, I, I then they haven't only have a ninja warrior gym in like a crest now
0: there there was a there was someone that went to life point that opened up a ninja warrior gym. Okay. I think it was more ge- geared towards children, but yeah, yeah, they opened up a ninja warrior gym. Um I don't remember if it closed down recently, but I do remember that it opened up. That yeah. was like 4 or 5 years ago, maybe not even. <laughs> Jeez,
1: I'm I'm, I'm crazy. I, I thought it was like pretty recent. It, it
0: might have been even more recent than that, but I probably 3 years ago mm-hmm. maybe. But um
1: 3 years ago doesn't even feel like 3 years ago anymore. Like a, no, like, like I I look at videos now that came out in like 2017, and I'm like, that was five years ago.
0: I usually have, I I always feel like I usually have a pretty good sense of time where if someone like mentions an event and they say, you remember this thing that happened, I can usually go, yeah, that was about four to four and a half years ago. And I'm usually right about like, about kind of when that was. I'm not. But as we know. But recently, I have not been. Like, if it's anything past. 2015. Anything past that, someone's like, you remember when this happened? If it wasn't like in fine arts in a city in a different state where I know what year those cities happened, I'd be like, yeah, that time that we all hung out and ate cereal at Ricky's house? Yeah, that I don't remember <laughs> what day that was, but I remember the day, yes.
1: Oh, man. man. Um, well, anyways, this podcast kind of got birth. this idea for this podcast kind of got birthed out of another uh, late night discussion slash rant slash argument that we had, right? And where we just kind of go, we should we should have picked up microphones for this, and then we both had the discipline to stop talking and then just decide yeah, when we're. We do it. it
0: all the time, but this time we were talking about it. and We got like five minutes into the conversation, and I said, "You know what? Save it. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll actually we'll talk about this on the podcast."
1: My one worry with with doing that is, I I don't remember why we got into that conversation in the first place, and. W- if I'm going to be able to recall like what I was going to say in like in the moment, so hopefully, hopefully, we just talked about Ninja Warrior for five minutes. Yeah, I, so, I, I mean, this
0: the rest of the conversation. I have, I do not care about the people that are listening to it. This is just you and me having a conversation. Okay, cool. Okay, microphones in front of us, so whatever, would what have happened in the conversation, hopefully, will just happen now because it's yeah. just gonna have a conversation with you. I boom.
1: I, I like it. I like it.
0: Blinders on. Blinders on. Except for this. Hold on. I got to close Audacity if it was on blinders on. Otherwise, I'm just going to see <laughs> the microphone movement. I'm going to be like, oh, I'm recording. Okay. All right. So. I remember you brought it up. I, I, I don't I, remember I must why. have. I must have. Because you um, just walked in the room and you were like, hey, listen to this. <laughs> I was like, I want to go to sleep. And then you, I think because I was about to shower. I was just like in my underwear and you were like, you started oh, yeah, you the you conversation. <laughs> it was like, all right, let's talk. <laughs> I
1: don't think the original topic was minimalism, but that's what we're going to talk about mm-hmm. minimalism um and where i've kind of been tripped up because i i have done a little more research since um since we originally talked about it um it, i i have kind of conflated and confused a few different philosophies with minimalism um but we can talk about that in, in a minute mm. the main the reason why this kind of is on our minds is because we've been watching this youtuber um recently his name is drew good and we kind of already mentioned him in the podcast already mm. um he's uh the guy who who did that one vine and now this is gonna go over a lot of people's heads probably not a lot of people who listen to this but it's gonna go over some people's heads who listen to this i'm sorry if you're, if you're, maybe you're, i would specifically if you're older you're if, not gonna you're not gonna know who this person maybe
0: is. yeah if i had to guess though probably every person that will listen to this if not 99% of them will understand what it is.
1: I'm thinking of five people right now, maybe six, that will have no idea what I'm about to say. Really? Like, I mean, no idea, but it's okay because you're old <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay. Either you're, you're a fossil. Either you're a fossil or you're just not on the internet, internet at, at all. like that. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But you're probably more akin to a minimalist than I am. Anyways, so this... um. This, this person made the infamous vine where he's driving down the road, and there is a sign on the road that says "Road work ahead," and he says, "Road work ahead." yeah, I sure hope it does very infamous classic
0: At any YouTube compilation you look up of like classic vines or like uh vines that everybody knows that vine will always be in that compilation
1: if you if you talk to anyone right now who is the age probably 18 to like 27 they know that vine for i mean there's 100 percent certainty they yeah. they, have, they have if they had spent any time on the internet they know exactly yeah. who. anyone
0: that about. had internet access when vine was up and popping they know that vine
1: so this guy has kind of he's also done other things on vine but yeah, he's kind of is- just transitioned from that app that has now been closed into youtube and done commentary for yeah. a number of years Cause i now. think
0: vine shut down in 2016 yep. and then i think his first videos on his channel are in 2017 i know i just watched a couple the other day that were posted in like late 2017 yeah so like you know obviously like he's not that vine guy like he is but like that's not what he does anymore. So don't put yeah. him in that box in your brain. He's yeah. just a really good commentary YouTuber, and he's now. really good. He's, he's so good. He's very he's funny. So funny.
1: Uh, he's got like a little a little John Mulaney twist in there. Like where he, the way he phrases stuff is is really good. Yeah. He's got nice branding. He's got like these nice little little catchphrases that he does, and and most of his commentaries are very good. He he did a video recently. All that to say, he did a video <laughs> recently on these guys, this pair of, of men. Uh, I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> I don't know how... I this, don't
0: know. These two guys, this pair of men, if you will, this couplet... This duo! <laughs> this couplet of the male persuasion.
1: They've made two Netflix documentaries about a decade apart about minimalism um, and how it changed their lives and all of this stuff. And I have thought about minimalism, and I've actually watched videos about minimalism from other content creators. And there hasn't been a bad taste in my mouth when it's brought up, but it has come across as somewhat elitist. It comes across people, as
0: culty to me. Culty? Like, only a little bit because it's always – it's always when, like – uh This person brought up minimalism to me and their life inspired me so much that now I am a minimalist and I do everything that this person that showed it to me does. Mm. And I do this, that and the other, not like anybody else. And I uh, all my friends are minimalists and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, man, you just put yourself in a group of a bunch of minimalists. And like the documentary itself feels kind of culty to me.
1: This specific documentary is very culty. True. Um and they they write books and they do all this stuff. But I, I agree
0: it also does feel a little elitist whenever it, I hear anybody talk
1: about it. If anybody has been open about it, it at least on the internet, they are normally rich. And they have crested the the high of their um their wealth and their accrued um infamy. And they have been like, oh, I feel everything. I I can have whatever I want. And they still realize, oh my god, I, this is not what I ever wanted, and, this, and I'm not happy. And then they go the complete opposite direction. And mm-hmm. they get rid of everything they have, and they <laughs> gloat about it. Now, I don't think gloating about having nothing or not having a many material goods is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't – I personally think – by the way, if you haven't gotten it already, minimalism is – the idea that owning material goods just to own them in this society, like a capitalist society, pushes you to own as many little things as possible. Yeah. To and owning material goods is going to make you happy. When in reality, according to minimalists, um, and this is kind of um in the vein of of stoicism and cynicism, cynicism as well. Yeah. Material goods will never make you happy. Own as little as possible. Make your life simple instead, and you will be much happier.
0: Now, whenever, whenever that whole spiel that they give, I always agree with ninety percent of it. Capitalism, uh, like it pushes products and it make and it wants you to think that having as many things as you can, all the small things, all the big things, will make you happy. Yeah, that's what it does, hundred percent. Um, and then they have the thing of you don't need. As many things as people tell you that you think you need to be happy. Again, 100% agree. You don't need a billion things to be happy. But then they get to the line of, so have only what you need. And sometimes less. Like, it's just have as little as possible, and then that's where I disagree. But then they take it to such an extreme, like, that it also somehow completely revolutionized their lives. So – And I'm like, nah, mm
1: Well, this is kind of where – I am confused by your disagreement with this philosophy um, so there are people who are trying to sell minimalism ironically right um they're like they're getting paid millions of dollars to make a documentary to put on Netflix and instead of putting it on YouTube for free, and they are selling books about minimalism and they're selling books about saving your life and you know you've seen the book titles. The world is so effed up right now. Mm -hmm. Here's what you need to do to make your life better. Like any of those self-help books, I automatically, red flags go up and I'm like, nope. But there is actual philosophy that, whether it be right or wrong, you know, philosophy never really is right or wrong. It's more about your interpretation of it. Mm -hmm. That dates back thousands of years. People have pondered and thought about this in the simplest times, you know, where, um, the birth of like manners and um, society was birth. People were already rejecting it and being like, no, I don't need any of that. I want to own as little as possible. I want to, you know, live my life as simply mm-hmm. as possible. Um, the person everyone brings up, especially when they talk about this, but also stancism and stoicism is Diogenes, Yeah. Um, who I actually find very interesting. And that may be a red flag for some people, but I don't care. He's very interesting to me. Um, whether I agree with him is another thing but basically if you don't know who Diogenes is he was a student of Plato who was a student of Aristotle right yes Uh, that's the way it goes so he um, was a philosopher um, and often he's he's mainly credited uh, with having a few fables about him there are quotes of eyewitnesses being there but it's from 2000 years ago who really knows Mm -hmm. Um, he met Alexander the Great um, he lived in a barrel. That's was his main thing. He lived in a barrel and he only owned a bowl. That was his main thing. I have shelter, I have something to collect my food, and I have a rag that I wear. And that's all he owned. Um but he was this great thinker. He had students that came and sat in his barrel, I guess. Um, and he was so well known in the city of Athens, um, that he was visited by Alexander the Great, um, who again was this well known figure as well in that time. And um when Alexander greeted him and asked him, If there's anything you can tell me, what would you tell me, you know, Diogenes? And he says, um, can you move out of the way of the sun? The sun was the only thing that was warming me in this barrel and you're now covering it. I'm shivering. Can you please move? And Alex departed. <laughs> left him alone. Um I, I think that's a pretty fascinating guy. so that idea of him living a happy life, rejecting all the, um, the, the benefits of society and like, you know, learning and basically being like, Nope, I got everything I need. And I, I think there's a, a point of jealousy that kind of arises in me. Like, I wish I was that content with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe cause I'm not on the other side of it, right. I'm not content because I haven't experienced the purging of all of my desires. There are thousands of people who out throughout history who have lived their life in solitude. There's there's even a person, um, because obviously I'm speaking of monks and nuns. There's a um a story of a man who was born in a monastery who had never seen a woman ever. He didn't get delivered to a monastery. He was born, his mother died in childbirth. And he lived in the monastery his entire life, never once seeing a woman. Like, can you like imagine how different your life would be? Like, you would never experience that desire. It's just, it's just, it, it, it's, it's fascinating to think how different your life would be if you weren't born here, Mm -hmm. raised in this time, where you are constantly trying to be sold things that you might never need. Um, and so. Because I'm so conscious of um, how I feel, right? I constantly, like, oh, man, my life sucks. And, you know, I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to do this. I'm wondering, like, well, is it the things that I own? Are they – I mean, I know one thing that I own, my stupid phone, is probably causing a lot of my stress, which I've tried to limit. But are there – is there some kind of truth in this? Not to the extremes of where I'm going to make a documentary mm-hmm. and try and get people to buy my stuff so I can live, you know, however. But I'm wondering, you know, if if there is truth in it, how much is there?
0: I think I think there is absolutely truth in limiting distractions or limiting the things in your life that you think are inhibiting you from uh to put it as childlike feeling good right like whatever those things are like if there are obvious things in your life that inhibit the way that you live and it's negatively affecting you sure get rid of those things if there are things that you don't think you need and you've never needed sure get rid of them but the extremes of the and especially like like at, like as a Christian, of course, like I believe that if all my material possessions were were stripped from me, like the story of Job, and I still had Jesus, then I'd be perfectly content, and I believe that, but I also believe that I have been blessed with the life that I have, and I have not been stripped of those things, and while I don't buy in excess, I don't buy everything that I don't think I need. There are certainly things in my room that I enjoy that I definitely don't need, but I love having them. And I have, again, I'm not in the shoes of I hate my life and I wish that I was not in the rut that I am in. It's been a pretty pretty crappy year, but it's not because of the things that I own. Yeah. So, like, like, I've been blessed to have the life that I have. So, like, having a Rubik's Cube on my nightstand to mess with or having a video game to play when I've got some downtime or having a computer to watch or a TV to watch YouTube on when I feel like it. And it's the end of the night. I don't want to wind down. None of these things are things that I need. Yeah, But I enjoy them immensely and they don't take away from my life. Sometimes they can be a distraction if I want to have something more productive to have been done, but that's part of life. I'm never going to be a hundred percent efficient. I'm never going to be a hundred percent productive. I'm never going to be the absolute pinnacle of correct living and having my brain completely in the right setting and like that's never going no one is ever going to be that person Mm -hmm. and so I think the extremes that they take it to of getting rid of everything that isn't shelter and blah 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 is crazy and like even the documentary like they shot like shooting a documentary on minimalism is not minimalistic. Yeah. Because then you sp- you spend money on, on crews and sets and equipment and costume, hair, makeup, and all this stuff, none of which is necessary. Like, if you want to tell people about minimalism and get it to as many people as possible, you don't have to go to, you, you don't have to do that. Like, the, the whole, the, and they made two documentaries. Like, and again, this and is the, in Drew Gooden's video. Yeah. Both the documentaries are exactly the same. Yeah. And it took them they did two documentaries that were exactly the same, which is the opposite
1: of minimalism because they did the same thing twice. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, again, I don't, I don't fully accept and say I'm going to be a minimalist um, because I, I think part of it is just kind of ludicrous. Um, I was reading some stuff on minimalist Reddit uh, where people postulate questions about hmm. m- minimalism in modern society. Cause I, I think it was much easier Um 'Cause Diogenes actually kind of reminds me of the story of Joe because he lost everything. He had wealth, um, and uh land in his time. Through a series of events he lost all of his mm-hmm. belongings. Um, and instead of trying to get it back, he's like, Okay, I'll just I'm 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 still content. I can I can still live a fulfilling life if I look at my life from a different lens. Um mm. and he still wrote and um you know Again, was a great philosopher and is still known to this day. Um, But in this minimalism chat, it really, like, broadened my senses to, like, okay, what exactly do you need? Right. Like, Like, so, like, people were talking about, like, I'll read this one. My home doesn't feel like a home. I've never been happy with the way our apartment looked. I've got rid of so many unnecessary things, and I feel so much lighter, but now it looks even more empty and not in a good way. The living room is my main problem. Our bedroom and office look and feel so much better without the clutter, but the living room is terrible. I don't want it to look cluttered again, but a few personal touches would be great. I know some people love the look of bare walls and empty surfaces, but not me. At least on the, all the walls and surfaces. Uh, anyways, so maybe you guys have a few ideas how to bring a home, make it feel like more of a home. Um there's this episode of Family Guy where you're talking about minimalism. Um and Lois reads this book and she's like, Oh, I gotta cut all the stuff out of my life and so she like throws away a bunch of like toys and stuff that they all grew up with and you know, eventually the entire house is white and she cuts every single person out of her life too who's not necessary, which is into her entire family. Mm-hmm. And she has a mental breakdown in her house because she's still feels cluttered she takes off all her clothes and she's like you know it's obviously meant to be funny right but it's it's kind of like someone on your talked about like makeup like obviously makeup is not a fitting to the minimalist lifestyle or skincare or like Mm -hmm. shampoo conditioner like you don't necessarily need that stuff it's all you need just water but like who's to say like, you know what I mean? Like, like right. who, is, who is the person coming up with these guidelines? There are some people in here who agree with them. And some people who are like, no, you need to cut that out of your life. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what about, you know, if I have I don't know, some hair condition or whatever? I don't know. It's just like, there's no there's no rudimentary thing. But I'm wondering, like, if there's one thing in my life that I could get rid of. Some people in here sell their houses and their cars. Um, They live in, like, a, at a metropolitan area where they can walk everywhere they need to or ride a bike. Um, I'm like that's great. Like I, rem- I remember back, um, uh, when I was still a Christian, and I remember listening to Francis Chan, who became re-inspired by the Bible, looking at at a different lens, thinking about Jesus talking to the um rich young ruler, mm-hmm. and he says, "What do I need to do to get to the kingdom of heaven?" He says, "Sell everything, come with me." Like, that's the simple command that he gave him, mm-hmm. and he couldn't do it. And he's like, if you know, if that's what I need to do, I'll do it. He sold his house, got rid of his church, you know, and did his own ministry, like you know. And be- I think personally, probably be- became a much more fulfilled person. I'm not nearly well off enough to sell my belongings no. and, and get rid of anything. Um, I already struggle to to you know make ends meet as it is. So it's like I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it seems it seems so idealistic. It seems like, right. and it seems easy too. It's definitely not easy. No, it's only it's
0: only easy if you have the means to get rid of things. Like you said, like like if you're living paycheck to paycheck, then there's a difference between getting rid of things you don't need to be more fulfilled and selling things you don't really use that much because you need the money. Yeah. Like you didn't want to get rid of it and maybe you'll feel lighter when you get rid of it and you'll be happy you did it but like the the initial reason is not the same or it's also easy when it's not your choice you know if you're a diogenes and your house burns down and you lose everything or whatever and then you're like ah eh, this barrel is fine like it's easy when everything gets stripped from you because you don't really have a choice than to either be content with the way you are or to not be content with the way you are. He chose yeah. to be content, which is fine. But also, if I was in that scenario, guaranteed, I'm not going to probably have a barrel and be content with it. If I have like a 8 by 8 foot space, maybe I'll be content because I actually have some room and a little bit of space. And I'm not curled up in a ball just to sit down and live in this barrel every yeah. day. Like I'd, I would like a little bit of space. I would like a little bit of comfort to be content. Like, and I don't think that's a ridiculous thing to say, but a minimalist, an extreme minimalist might think that it's a ridiculous thing to say to want comfort. Comfort is not a necessity. You, No one needs comfort. You want it. You want to be air conditioned in your apartment. You want to have room to sprawl out when you go to sleep. Not necessary. You can curl up in a little ball in a barrel and you will wake up the next day. You'll be a little achy, but you will wake up and you will live the next day. None of these things are ne- necessary, but I want comfort.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, obviously, it doesn't make you a bad person. Like, no. exactly. But, like, are these people bad people?
0: No. But do they think they're better than us? Maybe.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, I, I certainly think there is. There's somewhat truth to what they are describing, and that yeah, we could definitely do with less stuff. Agreed. And I think that if you have too much stuff, it can corrupt you. But what really matters is
0: there was a book we read for uh for core team for the BCM this year. Every year before the year starts, they have us they have a book that they have us read before we get to the core team retreat. And this year's was called the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And the, I mean, the whole thing, the whole thing was about, you know, kind of slowing down in your life and um, just kind of understanding where you're at and not, not needing to be one, like I was talking about earlier, be 100% efficient all the time and just kind of like live in the moment and like kind of toward the end, it was a bunch of tips of like, you know, you know, simple ways to eliminate hurrying in your life and to just appreciate life itself. And uh, some of those things were like always driving the speed limit. Like you don't have to go 10 over or five over. You can just go the speed limit, just slow down. You're not in that big of a hurry. You're gonna get to the spot anyway. Um, But some of the other things were like, uh, turn off color on your phone. Uh, make a black and white phone so that you're not as addicted to it all the time or um, uh, get rid of a lot of your clothes. He literally has two outfits that he cycles between he on Monday, Wednesday, Friday and Sunday or something. He wears like this outfit and Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday he wears his other outfit. So he has a like a bunch of the same sweater and then a bunch of the same pants. So he doesn't have to think about what he's going to wear, you know, and that some of those tips feel like kind of in the minimalist section and so some of the things like find the longest line in the grocery store you know just kind of you know purposely go to the longest line just to slow down a little bit always drive the speed limit i'm like yeah those are cool those those are cool practices slow down a little bit i'm not in that big of a hurry i have been trying to also eat slower i think we talked about in the resolution thing yeah. or just to talk slower in general like those are good resolutions but those ones that felt more minimalistic which i hadn't even thought about at the time because i didn't really I think about much, much about minimalism as a concept at the time, but when I read that book, those two other things I read, and I thought they were ridiculous, and I did not do them. Some people that I know that read the book still have their phone at black and white because they like it, and they it helps them a lot. I thought it was ridiculous, and I thought having just the same uh clothing every single day, I thought that was ridiculous too, and it's not; it's certainly not unheard of and Having a bunch of different clothes isn't necessary, but I have them. I will wear them. I will get more, and I'm okay with that.
1: Why do you think you're why do you think you're okay with that Cause i think I think there is something to be said here about you specifically. you have very good self-control. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's something that is unique to you, not specifically you, but like, right. y- There are a few people in this world who have good self control. Um, is that is that kind of your reasoning behind? Well, I I know what I have, and I'm okay with what I have because I know that I won't be splurging and going out of control.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, kind of. I think that's not that thought wasn't really at the fore front of my brain but like I'll I'll use clothes as an example again I, I mean I haven't bought myself a new shirt you know in quite a long time I get my like I've I've bought a couple pairs of new shoes because I like shoes but like like I'm not addicted to anything that like I'm gonna I'm gonna go buy a bunch of it but I enjoy wearing different clothes every day. I enjoy, like, if there are pictures, I don't want to be wearing the same thing in every single picture I take for the rest of my life. Because then, like, nothing would even feel special about the pictures. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if I like, if I was in Disney in one picture, and then I was in, like, Germany in the other picture, and all these pictures in Disney and all these pictures in Germany, and I got the same black sweater and jeans on and all of it, it would just kind of be like, my life would just kind of blend together as this mess. Even just looking at pictures, wearing the same clothes.
1: Yeah. I noticed that people who do wear the same things every day, they use it as like the, the excuse of, well, I don't want to make that decision in the morning. It's like, well, I want to
0: save time. Like what? Is it really that hard? No, pick something up. Like I, like I don't ponder about the clothes that I'm going to wear every day, but I like trying out different styles. Like when I'm wearing clothes, like if like, I like wearing high shoes and pants and like a like a cool jacket over a shirt or uh, I like wearing low shoes and like roll up my pants and longs. Like I like trying out different styles because I enjoy it and it's not difficult to do and I don't spend more than like five minutes on just grabbing a shirt, grabbing a pair of pants and going. Yeah. But I like having different shirts. I like being like this shirt is more my style and the shirt that some other person wore, I would never wear that. And people will probably know that about me because of the shirts that I wear, or the different clothes that I wear. Like you can just kind of pick out. I mean, clothes are expressive, yeah. you know. Uh, this, and they're more expressive depending on how much of an extreme you take your style to.
1: Yeah, I I think it's kind of hard to say with clothes. One thing that I I think about often uh, when it comes to clothing, especially with um, young people, is because clothing is largely unnecessary um not specifically like just clothes but like stylish stylish clothes it's it's it is seen as um extravagant so people who live in the same area and look the same they all wear similar clothing right so like we were at the bert kreischer show uh in march and Brittany pointed out like i think it was at the bar or something that there was this group of people, um, all girls, all wearing short jean shorts and all wearing white Vans. They had mm-hmm. different tops on, but that was what they were really like, oh my God, I can't believe they're all wearing the same thing. And I was like, oh, well, I'd never have once thought about that with anybody. Like, I mean, right. like the the popular shoe when we were younger was Sperry's, right? Right. And if a bunch of the guys were wearing Sperry's, it wasn't like a big deal. It was just kind of like, um, that's popular. So, you know, I think people, when people want to express themselves they have some options but in reality a lot of those brands that are popular a bunch of people shop there and most people will end up having the same shirt or the same pants or whatever so again i agree that like you you can make a statement with your with your with your choice of clothing um what often happens with moderate people who aren't like extremely rich, who can buy one outfit that I think of Mitch Grassi from Pentatonix, who has mm-hmm. never worn the same outfit twice. Right. I think that's so funny, but like he, he now lives well in his means to do so. Right. Um. So like, I think that in that case, yeah, you can be as specific and as expressive as you want because you have the means, but almost anybody else is going to wear the, the same thing as someone else at some point. Yeah,
0: sure, but that's not the point. The point is like I don't want to wear the same thing as myself every single day. If someone else wears the same thing as me, cool. They have the same style as me. That's cool. I like seeing people's different styles and expressions. And like I like I don't have this crazy sense of style, so there are going to be a ton of dudes that wear the same thing as me because a lot of times I just put on like a pair of shoes and pants and a shirt. But I don't want to wear the same thing every single day because different clothing clothes are fun and there are certain shirts that I like more than other shirts but I like those other shirts too and I just I don't want to wear the same thing every day
1: well I mean I, I am strictly playing devil's advocate here obviously, yeah, obviously. I, have, I, I have other clothes too but I mean if that's the case like, like why wouldn't you find one outfit that is I, I'm saying like why don't we as a society mm-hmm. find one outfit that we really like and just wear it every single day Cause because it's boring uh, not, not if you like the outfit. Yeah, but
0: I, I mean too much of this – if you do the same thing over and over, you wear the same clothes over and over, you will get bored of it. Well,
1: why do we think it's boring? Like, like, like is, it, is it something psychological? I'm sure. Yeah, that's just
0: the way the human brain works until you train yourself to not be bored of it. If I got rid of all my clothes and I put a bunch of black sweaters in my closet, I'd be really bored and I'd be really sad that I'm wearing the same thing every day. And eventually I would stop caring and it wouldn't matter to me anymore. But right now, because I don't do that, I care.
1: I wonder if there's something different about people who do wear the same thing. I remember we had that substitute teacher in, in like middle school who always mm. wore that orange polo, um, and of course, like Steve Jobs is the most infamous who right. always wore the same turtleneck and jeans. Like, I wonder if there's something like different in them because I mean, obviously, Steve Jobs is not the most dashing, handsomest fella, you know, so he doesn't really worry about style probably because it's not his thing he's expressive in other ways in terms of like you know his computer engineering and mm. other you know his his creativity when it comes to that um so i mean obviously that's his own way of i think he was also a noted minimalist as well i'm not 100% sure about that but i i mean maybe it but make like sense.
0: like he like i mean even even when you talk about steve jobs let's say if he was minimalist you know He wore the same thing every day so that he could be more productive, but he was being more productive in creating a product that is unnecessary. Right. So like who cares? Yeah. I don't care what you, I I don't care that you were a minimalist and you got really productive. That's cool. But you produced something that was unnecessary and made all of us less productive. So what goal did you achieve? Getting money.
1: You know what I was thinking about the other day? Um, People were talking about, um, well, people were talking about, I was having this conversation in my head with someone else who was much older than me um, about computers and how they slowed us down as a society. When you think about it, right? When we were in factories, we worked like 60 hour weeks, 70 mm-hmm. hour weeks. And labor laws were passed. We went to a stretch 40 hour week. And now with a lot of jobs being strictly on computers um, in general, a lot of those jobs can be finished sub 40 hours a week so people are pushing for a a four day work week a yeah. four day work week etc and a lot of places in the world are already doing it and it really goes to show that computers though they slow us down outside of the workplace mm-hmm. like they just like television and books and newspapers they slow us down in terms of giving us something else to do besides just literally staring at a wall right or playing outside um they have sped us up elsewhere. So I don't think they're I mean obviously there are people who think they're 100% negative, but they're most people are like they see the negatives outside of work and they're like they're terrible for us. We shouldn't be on them. But they're obviously
0: not. Right. They are super helpful in some facets and they are super um unhelpful in other facets. Like that's just kind of the way it works. Something is made, it will help something and it won't help something else and it might negatively help something else Mm -hmm. like they're in today's society phones computers are necessary they weren't necessary now they are until you decide that they're not and as long as as you and the people that you care about decide that this certain thing isn't necessary then they're not necessary does that make sense like especially when it comes to specifically phones like if i decide my phone isn't necessary no one's ever going to be able to reach me for anything it's going to take a lot of convoluted stuff to get to me or they'll have to go through you. And it would have been easier if I just had a phone, but it wouldn't be necessary. So then if if all my friends and family just decide, you know what, phones aren't necessary, there are other ways to communicate with each other. We'll just communicate a lot more slowly. And the whole rest of the world isn't going to cater to us being a lot slower on the fact of having to try and go pay bills somewhere or trying to get somewhere like – something happens at a hospital and we don't get the news till a couple days later. And then we don't get to see them because we didn't have a phone to just get the information. And you know, yeah, like they're necessary now. They weren't people lived without them, which makes them unnecessary to live. But in society, they're kind of necessary. So what's your definition of minimalism? Minimalism. I don't know. Yeah. Each minimalist has their own definition of minimalism.
1: So do you think in some facets that you are a minimalist?
0: Yeah, I mean I think I think everyone kind of is because no one buys every single thing that they have the urge to buy and no one uses every single thing that they buy. They don't get rid of they don't get rid of that thing, but they don't try to excessively find a use for it just because it's there. Yeah. I but, think
1: there are some people who are on the opposite spectrum that they buy away more things than right. than they need.
0: I'm certainly like I I'm I'm, I certainly have a little bit of hoarder genes because my mom is a bit of a hoarder and I kind of have that. So sometimes if I don't use something anymore, my brain will kind of say, "Well, what if you need it in the future for something really abstract, or what if you want to use this thing in the future, and then you get to that point where you want to use it again, but you don't have it anymore because you got rid of it." So part of my brain kind of does that, but I also don't just grab everything that I want, even if I could, Hmm. or like. If I had, like, if I tomorrow woke up and I had a million dollars, I still wouldn't just go buy everything that I've wanted to buy for so long that I haven't gotten the chance to buy yet because I know that I don't need a lot of those things and that I won't use them for that long. And I recognize that, so I don't get all of the things that I could get, Hmm. but I certainly don't not get things that I don't need, like the examples we talked about earlier, like A Rubik's Cube on my nightstand, video games, things like that. I enjoy video games. They're completely unnecessary, but I get a lot of enjoyment out of them. And so I buy them. And then I play them. And then I talk about them with people. Because it gives me something to talk about with people and relate to someone else that maybe we didn't have anything else in common, but we both played this one video game that we both really enjoyed and we talk about it at length. I like having a fun conversation. It was a video game. Who cares? When we all die... I don't care if you had less things than I did. I don't care if you had more things than I did. I enjoyed my life, and I hope that you enjoyed yours.
1: That's a good point.
0: One day we'll all be fossils.
1: Dang it. I was hoping to not be a fossil one day.
0: (laughs) Hey, maybe you won't be. Maybe you'll, what constitutes a fossil, you know? (laughs) What if? I'm what, sure there's a definition out there. Well, now. I mean, if we cremate you, you won't be a fossil. How about that? That's true. If you don't want to be a fossil. I, and I definitely
1: you. want to be. We've talked about this before, but I definitely want to be cremated. That's 100% sure.
0: Yeah, because you want to have an April Fool's joke funeral.
1: <laughs> Did I? Wait. I don't remember what.
0: That was about. Yeah, you said it like two days ago. What you want to do with your funeral? I don't know if it was a premeditated thought or you thought of it on the spot and then said it out loud and have since forgotten what you said. Said it out loud, definitely forgot. Because you, but I mean, like
1: in general, like we talked about death and funerals in the podcast before. I don't want to be open casket. It's weird. Oh,
0: see, when you talk to me, you said you definitely want to be open casket but oh, you want to be you want to be that's you right. want to be cremated without anybody knowing except just like one guy probably me that <laughs> cremated you so then you have an open casket funeral and yeah. it's just not you in the casket <laughs> yeah. that's the funeral you it want you
1: like an asian lady or like <laughs> or like you can just put me upside down instead of like lay me laying face down would
0: they still have pictures of you next to the casket yeah, yeah and yeah. then the asian lady's inside so like they go out and they look at the sign because they think they're at the wrong funeral <laughs> and it says jacob smith and then there's photos of you and the slideshow is photos of you but it's just an Asian lady old Asian lady and, and she'll get up after the funeral she won't be, be a corpse there. she won't be a corpse
1: just be sure she'll just get up and walk out at the <laughs> end <laughs> she'll just take a little nap
0: <laughs> you know what you ought to do is get some old lady that has like night terrors So she oh my lo- god so she, so she you get her to fall asleep and she looks dead and everyone's like kind of course, confused of course, I'll and then she all just this. kind of screams but not because she's acting just because she's actually having a night terror
1: <laughs> wow yeah, my funeral's gonna be funny. Don't just you guys wait.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're all invited. It's in three weeks. <laughs> if you
1: listen if you subscribe to this podcast, <laughs> you are invited to my funeral. I will be charging tickets um to pay for the funeral, obviously. Mm,
0: of course. Yeah. So if you expect thirty people at the funeral, then you'll need to charge like five hundred dollars
1: a ticket yep. to pay for it. Um what was I gonna say? Did you hear about that that rapper's funeral recently?
0: Uh which rapper?
1: I don't know his name, really small rapper that it was he died not. he died in like Atlanta, I think, mm. and this club was asked to prom- to do his funeral this nightclub interesting, so they charge admission to the funeral, and people show up, and his corpse is sitting on stage with like a crown on his head, and he quote unquote performed songs. People in the crowd danced. Some people were freaked out, obviously. Some people didn't know he was dead, and then they showed up and found him dead, literally sitting on the stage, propped up as a corpse. Um, and this was all the family's orchestration. This but was, then,
0: so who performed the songs?
1: He there are songs of his playing. And okay, he was. Act, they were acting like he was. At, they were at a concert of his. Okay. Um, his family orchestrated all of this. This was, this was not done in bad taste. This was all, and and this is this is just just to show you how messed up our funeral system is like f- almost every other non-civilized non-civilized you know they they celebrate funerals way differently in other parts of the world mm-hmm. there there there's there's p- places in Africa where they initially bury the body and then they pick it up and they like unbandage it and add new bandages like they yeah. they handle the dead very differently in other parts of the world we're like the the modernized west is the only place where they like bury you in this box and they do a whole procession and it's all sad and, and, and horrible like that's kind of cool i don't know not that they charge tickets that's kind of weird but like they had him on stage it's what he loved to do his family was there celebrating with him there was a huge celebration food fun festivities it's not like it's not weird but it's it, only weird because we know what funerals are like that's I so prob- interesting because
0: like i mean we do it just because We just, I mean, the way that funerals are like, of course, like a lot of people, it's a celebration of life, but it's just a public place to like public. It's just like a kind of like a set spot to mourn, you know, like obviously you can, you mourn on your own time and whatever, but it's just nice to also be around. It's just kind of like communal mourning. Like, it's just nice to be around other people that are going through what you're going through.
1: Sorry. Sorry to (laughs) give on a really sad note, but um, now that I've I've looked at now that I looked at now that we have talked about racing and how you said you had this goal from the beginning of the semester and it's helped you like measure your fitness, I really want to do a a mud run with you by the end of the year.
0: Let's do it. I because. Uh, I am the way that I am. I must have the same tag number I had in this previous race. So if we sign up and I don't get the same tag number that I just had, I don't want to do it because I want all my Savage Race tags to be the same number because I want to be minimalistic about it. And I don't want to waste ink on other numbers that aren't the number that I always use. Minimalism. I'm getting the (laughs) hang of it.
1: (laughs) Minimalism. So I was looking at December. Okay. And they have one. Looking
0: at December.
1: Clear Springs Ranch. I don't know. Oh, Bartow, Florida. I
0: don't know where that's at. Neither do I. My Florida geography anywhere south of Orlando is terrible. Yeah. Honestly, anything south of Orlando or east and west and south of Gainesville. Like, I know the central line of Gainesville to Orlando. The east and west and everything south no idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I don't know what city's north of what. I don't know what city is on which coast of Florida.
1: So they have a savage race. Um in Dade, Florida on uh, November twelfth. Where is that? Um, in Florida.
0: That's great. That part I knew.
1: <laughs> Dade City.
0: Dade Flor is that D A D E?
1: Yes. Um, I want directions.
0: Dade City.
1: Okay. It is an hour and thirty minutes away. So we have we had to sit in the car for a long time.
0: Boo. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Okay, that's fine. Uh, we can do that, I suppose.
1: There is um
0: It's close to Orlando, we can just go to Disney.
1: There you go. Instead, let's just go to Disney World. Yeah, you
0: know what? Let's just let's just go eat Turkey Legs at
1: Disney instead of running a race. Yeah, who wants to do that? Um all right. So I think we're gonna do that that savage race. What do you say? Let's do it. Do bam. Bam. Um all right, so I think we're uh, we fist we fist punch by the way.
0: You oh yeah, see it.
1: yeah, you couldn't see it. I don't know if you heard it in the microphone either. Um, Here,
0: let's make it more obvious. Let's really punch. Ready? Three, two, one. Oh no! Oh, we missed three, two, one. Yeah, that one you heard.
1: That one you definitely heard. Um, ow, break! You know, I'm getting really strong, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting really, really beefy. Um, hey guys, I think we're done.
0: So I think what we need to say is bye, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll see you later. Maybe in two months.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.